What up, everybody, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. On this podcast, I talk to artists, creatives, and young entrepreneurs about their stories and their way of coping with the quarantine. This podcast was recorded in Kansas City, Missouri, with very talented individuals. Enjoy the wave. What up, everybody? It's Neighbor Street Wave, and welcome to the Short Series Podcast. I hope all is well. I'm hoping you're finding something to do, uh, something productive to do during this quarantine time. Um, right now, I'm into like beard oils. I don't know why I've been trying different scented beard oils, how they feel. Um, yeah, uh, my beard has gotten like immensely bigger than necessarily needed to be, but I'm just rolling with it right now. My hair's long, just trying to look like, uh, you know, the COVID 19 look. Um, Today, my guest, um, a very talented, amazing photographer, all the way from Dallas. Kwasi, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm chilling, man. How are you? Uh, riding the waves, you know? Today, I uh, was playing FIFA. It's been something on my side oh. project. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I haven't played FIFA, like, I'd say probably like 10 years ago, bro. That's crazy. Bro, I... Since this happened, I sent a photo to my mother. I was like, man, it'd be really great to get an Xbox. She was like, it's on its way. I was like, yo, that's great. Thanks, mom. I appreciate it. So I've been playing video wow. games. Uh, much, you know, shout out to my mother for like coming through on that. I did not expect yeah. that at all. I was just like, I don't have anything else to do. Really, my video games lie on my phone. So, um, yeah, I've wow. just been. Uh, shout out to mom. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, it, it's been really helping me cope right now with uh, what's been going on, um, you know, when there's some dead time um, or even when I come up with some great ideas for Street Wave, scoring a goal on someone. I'm like, yes, that's the idea. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to dive into your life, man. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself um, and then where you are right now and what you've been up to. I basically lived and grew up in like New York City. 
until I moved out by college and pharmacy school and those types of things. Um, so that's kind of like my background there. I'm like fully African, fully West African, Ghana till I die. I'm like a dual citizen now. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a vibe. Where the where did the creative side of your life come about? Was it during uh, pharmacy school? Was it before? Um, did you always have like a so, creative background? That's, that's an excellent question, actually. I, I never really even went back to think about that. But I think it started before pharmacy school. So I remember when I was in college, I was dating this girl who ended up leaving me. And I got like heartbroken immensely. Uh, and so I started kind of like doing things out of the out of the norm to me. Uh, and what I started doing at the time was like web design and like using blogs and things like that. Me and my best friend's plan. So I think that's really where it started from. Mm. Photography, though, did start from pharmacy school. I was part of an organization, uh, and my responsibilities were to take photos and videos. I was a historian, um, and then you know. After I got a camera to do that, I just really kind of enjoyed the process of taking pictures and capturing moments and things like that. So I just kind of started learning and learning and learning uh, until I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I could actually maybe potentially call myself a photographer and like do this on some serious level. Um, so that's kind of like my most humble beginnings from a creative standpoint. Yeah, because... I mean, looking on the, the gram, um, I really, really enjoy um, the color and, like, the hue of your page, man. It really just blends so well together. It's not, like, misleading or misdirection, you know what I mean? It's just there, and it's a, a very strong vibe. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. So, working with some other projects you've been into um, or that you've started, Portrait and Noir, like, how did that how did that all come about? Yeah, so Portrait Noir came about uh, a couple, it's actually just on two years ago in March. Hey. Um, I I had put together a um, uh, a photo exhibit for it before COVID-19 came and disrupted everything, and so I canceled it. Uh, but it, it came about two years ago. I If you look at my page, you see that a ton of the photos that I take are of black people. Um, it didn't start that way. It didn't, it didn't start by design, uh, if, if I could borrow the term by design. Uh, but it, it, it just kind of evolved that way. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the people that I was hanging out with, uh, uh, living with, et cetera, et cetera, were black. And so when I started photography, really, I have access to those people. And so that's kind of how it just ended up. But I fell in love with, with you know, the skin color and like editing, those types of skin and things like that. And the more that I delved into it, realizing that, uh, and it, it's, it's a lot better now, but like in the past, uh, in the beginning, even like, you know, cameras and things like that weren't really uh, made to be able to, to, to portray color very well. Mm. Um, and so, it, it, obviously, it got better and changed with time. So, like delving into understanding that really kind of like made me more passionate about about, about shooting uh, people with darker skin tones. Number one. Mm-hmm. And so, like I remember 
I was looking on Google, uh, just like inspiration. Like I would put in like you know portrait photography inspiration, just like a generic term. You know, that showed up with like white or uh, you know types of people that I like that I didn't readily have available in my circle or or you know or, or things like that. And so I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could, I wonder if there's a way to actually get inspiration from people who have my skin color. And so the way that I did is I go to put like black portrait, whatever, and it'll still be like black and white photos of like white people or like other types of people. And so I, I found it interesting. And so like I put, posted on my, my Instagram story. And a bunch of my followers just like, yo, you know, we relate to that. Actually, my brother, who is a photographer, like, hit me up like two weeks after that, talking about, is there a, is there a place I can go to find, find inspiration to shoot and things like that? So, like, it all came together serendipitously uh, in Chicago. And so then we, we, we were looking for ways in which we can affect that cause. Uh, and so, fortunately, I came about as a place where, you know, we can create images and make that be a source of inspiration for other people who are looking specifically for inspiration to shoot black people. Mm. It has evolved quite a bit. Uh, we're looking into a lot of different things now. I also believe that like today, 2020, 2019, 2020, uh, a lot of the big companies, uh, Nike, etc., are incorporating diverse paths into their, their uh, photography and other creative adventures, and so maybe the need for that isn't as strong as it used to. Uh, and so, you know, we're working on a lot of different things to try to try to uh, you know change, not change, but maybe add to what we initially wanted to do. Uh, yeah. And so, I can just say uh, off the top that we're working on like a photo book that's going to come out a photo book is going to come out well actually we don't know when it's going to come out because COVID-19 but we're working on that it's going to be something that we do uh, twice a year put out a photo book uh, and then we also have a few other things that we label online that we're working on that we'll get started as soon as COVID allows us to that's incredible I think it's really a plus right now to be an inspiration and be very resourceful for everyone in any way. Because I feel like right now we're all like really just trying to search and obtain as much as we can right now in this like sheltered state that we're in. Um, So it's good that um, like-minded people are pushing and wanting to be resourceful rather than being like, you know, uh, we'll be resourceful inside more than outside. Right, right. Let's uh, move on to Mazizi. Like, uh, I want to hear about, like, how how did you meet um, the one and only uh, Paco? Oh, so um, I used to live in Chicago. Um, I was finishing up residency there. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, got, I got a job in Dallas, Texas. And so before I moved over, I had, I think I posted on my Instagram um, that, you know, if anybody knows any of the homies out in Dallas who like, I need to be connecting with or whatever the case may be, they should please just like, you know, send me a message or whatever. So a bunch of people sent Paco's name. Uh, and then like a homie OB, I think maybe you might have met, 
Let you know now, Obi. If I go and if you're, I'll tell me poker and if you're the people. So I obviously, you know, following and reached out. Uh, and so whenever I moved to Dallas proper, I had like the first Fourth of July event in Dallas, and I invited them to come out. So both Tony and uh, uh, Paco came out, and that's the first time that I met Paco. And this is October of 2018. Hmm. So. Um, you know, we chopped it up. It was good vibes. Um, I got the chance to meet his mother, his easy mama. Uh, he, she immediately, uh, you know, took to me just because of the fact that I could speak our uh, local language. Um, and so, like, she became my mother because my parents still live in New York. So she became, like, my mother here in Dallas. And I think that kind of fortified um, the friendship that Paco and I had. Yeah, so incredible. I remember uh, one day, homies from By Design, Justin and Montfort, came to Dallas uh, to shoot Obi for for the magazine. Actually, they were shooting, no, they weren't shooting Papa, but they came to shoot Obi for the magazine. So I went up with them, and we went to the studio to go shoot. At the same time, Paco was shooting for Mizizi uh, at that studio. So everybody was there, Mizizi Mama was there. Um, so we, you know, we obviously linked up again there. Uh, and my mom asked me, why aren't you shooting for Mizizi? And I was just like, well, I mean, today this is not my shoot. I think it was a homie. I don't know who the homie was that was shooting today. So I'm just kind of chilling and enjoying the vibes. But I had promised Paco that I would shoot uh, for Mizizi, you know, one time or something along those lines. And then she was like, all right, bet. So, you know, we finished that setting or whatever the case may be. I think maybe a couple of weeks go by, maybe about a month. Uh, uh, and then we decided to shoot. It was a campaign for Ghana, actually. Ghana, Jersey, that just came out for the 62nd anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we linked up. At the time, I was working with Tony um, uh, Thomas. Tony Thomas is... is well, at the time was my creative director. Uh, now is full time uh, grand strategy for the easy. So, you know, we, her and I, you know, we shot the campaign for Ghana. Uh, and, you know, it was a vibe. So the next day, literally the next day, Paco and his mom showed up at my crib. I was like, yo. And then I showed him the, the photos I worked on. I was like, yo, it's a vibe. Uh, we want you to come on a team. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. So now I was like, all right, you want me to come on the team? I need you to bring my career back to Tony. Uh, so we sorted out some differences. Um, and, you know, that was just how it started. And then um, everything else, we kind of, like, followed serendipitously. Uh, we worked on some great campaigns together. Paco and I became closer as friends, even brothers, I'd say. Uh, particularly because, you know, mom just always kept us centered and, and, and called us like your little brother, your big brother, and things like that. So we built like a solid relationship from that in addition to working together. Uh, and, you know, we created a ton of like good content for, for MGZ. We worked on The Lion King that we released with um, Disney. We worked on, on um, uh, a Nigeria jersey, the Ghana jersey I mentioned, the Sudan jersey that was featured on Ford. Um, 
So we've done we've done some pretty interesting work with Mizuzu, but the homie is just cold, man. Um, yeah, the homie is cold. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's crazy, man, because like uh, you and Paco have been um, huge inspirations for me, and just uh, huge like encouragements and just um, uh, a great vibe to just um, look up to right now. Um, and for a while since I've met you guys, which is crazy. Listeners don't know that like we met almost like a year ago at funny enough, that shoot was for the magazine release of the kids. And you guys pulled up from Dallas and we had a great evening. And I've got you on the phone and we're doing this. And it's just crazy of how that timing of everything just works out. Um, it's been something that I've definitely, uh, learned really well so far in the COVID-19 like timing patience um, steadiness and even readiness if that makes sense just a preparation just just a a better mental um, preparation for me for and for street wave so you know I mean just say this really quick we also need to um it, it's like things happen, like things happen, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's your patience, you feel me? Like things always fall into place, yeah. um, even at difficult times. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like a, a firm believer of that, that, you know, if it didn't happen now, it'll happen later. And if it didn't happen later, it probably wasn't supposed to be anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I live by that basically full time. Yeah. 100%. How have you been coping with uh, the COVID in Dallas? How's that been? Um, so that we we weren't hit as hard. I think that's why we have only, and I say only, you know, relative to other places. Um, I think your last numbers around, like around three three thousand mm-hmm. uh, infections, and definitely under a hundred deaths, which obviously is terrible, but. You know, compared to other places like New York, um, yeah. uh, New Orleans, Detroit, where like we mm-hmm. got like we're we're better off. Um, yeah. So it hasn't been too bad, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that you know our our mayor and uh, county judge like acted swiftly and put you know shelter in place orders and things like that. So those been helpful. Um, I've been, like, I'm a homebody anyway, so it didn't affect me as much, especially in the beginning. Yeah. But later on, I'm just like, all right, I'm a homebody and all, but sometimes I just want to go out <laughs> yeah. shoot or whatever, and I still want to be able to do that, you feel me? Uh, and I wasn't able to do it, at least not responsibly. Um, so that part was a bit tricky, but um, I, I understood uh, I understood whether well, I, well, I understand where we are uh, because my training as a process is an infectious disease uh, and self-specialized psychiatry. So I understand why the, you know, why we're doing what we're doing and things like that. So that's helpful compared to the general public that may not. Um, and I'm also like a calm to a person anyway. So that's also helpful. And I started um, therapy. Uh, which also has been helpful. So a lot of different things, and I'm editing and catching up on work, 
that I, you know, I didn't get the chance to edit or whatever the case may be. So that's also helpful. I picked up learning how to code. That's very helpful. Um, and thinking of going back to YouTube and, and just doing my photography there on YouTube as well. So a few mm-hmm. different avenues. Um, and also, oh, I think probably like the biggest thing is just resting and not feeling too pressured to continue to put out work. Mm-hmm. Only put out work when I feel like I needed to. Or because you have, I think like in the beginning at least, there's a ton of people who get them personally. You have a lot of time and so you need to be creating or setting yourself up or whatever. And if that's what you wanted to do, then that's good. But some people have been working nonstop for like years, man. So this is a good downtown, downtime for them uh, to give it a rest. And so um, I, I, I took advantage of that. And, and, and that's also been really, really helpful. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what my COVID has been so far. Here's for me, it's like, all right, I'm going to learn. I'm going to get back on the guitar. I haven't played in a few years. So that was, that was a good thing for me. Um, it was really ther- guitar? Yeah. Oh man, that is dope. Yeah, man. Uh I played oh man. Uh really heavily probably for almost like thirteen years. Then I got burned out. Wow. And, and I took a break. And so I haven't played for a while. So getting calluses back on my fingers, you know, feeling the pain of the strings and trying to get back into it. it it's been fun. It's it's been really good. Um, I sh- I should maybe like put out a video too, maybe you know, maybe just doing like yeah. guitar lessons or something. <laughs> no, you should, you should, you should for sure. I'd be really interested in seeing that. Yeah, man, it's like um, playing like some of like old like emo. Um, there's a band called Dashboard Confessionals, and I was like, man, I'm gonna learn how to play all this because it's like drop D flat, weird tuning of guitar um, chords yeah. and. Um, I learned it really, really quick, and I was like, "All right, so this is still like a huge um, attribute." You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm still really good at this. Um, it's just, a, it's a good reminder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure, definitely. You know, keeps you grounded, keeps you entertained. Number one, but you know, also just overall, like a good vibe for you to be able to cope with this thing. Yeah, yeah, because it's been a lot of that, and then a, a lot of. A lot of just like rolling up and smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to get that off my chest. <laughs> I'm like, um, I, I want to go into some advice time with you, man. Uh, first question: three ingredients that make up a great photographer. What do you, What do you think those ingredients would be? Um, I think. I think number one. Is is humility. Mm. Um, you have to be humble. So, all right. So, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say what they are, and I'm gonna try to tell you why I think. Okay. You know. That's cool. You know. All right. So, humility. I think that I think you have to be humble. Mm. You have to remove yourself from from the scene, from the situation, because it's not about you. Right. right. Uh, it's all about the subject, whether a person you know, a house, uh, like whatever it is. So you have to be humble enough to be able to check your ego and just remove yourself from the scene uh, and try to capture the essence. Because like, I think of trying to do this way. It's, it's sort of like a, 
it's a moment that you're feeling for somebody that more than likely they can never be related mm. unless they see your photo, right? Uh, so I take it very, very seriously. I try not to embed myself too much into it. In, into the process, I try to just capture the process so that I allow the process to happen in that nature. And for, in order to effectively do that, I think you have to be humble enough to remove yourself from the process and, and allow it to happen. Um, number two is a good imagination. Uh, and I'm not even talking about like sight you know, uh, set up or like, or, or, you know, uh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like we're seeing something mundane, but still be able to, to imagine what it could look like in a photograph mm-hmm. and be able to compose uh, an image sort of when it comes out of like a seemingly uh, mundane place that is still like uh, uh, touching and profound. So when people look at it, 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 you know, it recalls something, it, it affects them in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so that's number two. I think that's probably, that's very really important. Because, like, when I take pictures for instance, like, I've sent to Paco or some of my closest friends and be like, yo. And then they'll tell me if they feel something or if they not use it, they say I don't feel anything. It doesn't jog anything. It doesn't elicit any response. I usually, like, go back to the drawing board. Uh, I want my photos. If somebody looks at it, whether it be like the color, whether it be the pose, whether it be the emotion I'm trying to capture, I want all of those things uh, to be able to elicit something in somebody's, uh, in somebody. And if they don't, I, I think I failed. And then uh, number three is um, a good understanding of, of the fact that Tools are just that tools, right? So uh, you don't get caught up in, in in the gear. And this is something that I only have learned. You know, I've been doing photography since 2013. I just probably solidify my understanding of this. So it's going to take time, and it might seem like I'm talking BS right now. But uh, they are just tools. Cameras and those other things are just tools. And you have to find one that you're most comfortable with that gets you closer to where you want to get to the fastest. Mm. Uh, but beyond that, they're just tools. And having a good understanding of that can remove, you know, uh, remove those obstacles, if you will. Because chasing, you know, when you chase, when you chase cameras and those types of things, sometimes they can, they, can, they can bring obstacles into your work. Understanding the role that you're supposed to play into your work, I think, removes those obstacles and puts the focus uh, on the scene, on the subject, and things like that. So I would put, I mean, there, there are obviously more reasons or more, um, you know, things that will help you become a better photographer, but I, I think that my top three are those things. Um, and my understanding of those things helped me the best. Um, yeah, I mean, editing, color grading. Um, so the color grading is, is so dope, man. Like, it, it gives a, um, this, I guess the fourth one, if you will. Uh, but it gives, like, a mood uh, that maybe you didn't have in the image that you can set. 
Or maybe you had, but the camera didn't capture it appropriately. Or you looked, you looked at the image and it did vibes or something else. You can color grade it to match that vibe. Um, so, yeah. I would say three plus one things that I use on a daily basis to try to get my photography where I think it, I, I want it to be. One word that describes you. I say pensive. Pensive is a good word that comes to mind immediately. Uh, I try to I try to fight it whenever it came in my head, and it's still with me. Um, I think a lot. I think a lot. I think a lot about different things. I'm very cerebral about things, yeah. uh, which is not good as a creative. Uh, we should be able to like, you know, just do things. Uh, but I would say pensive for sure is, is probably a good word to describe me. Hell yeah. And I also just want to shout out to like Paco, Mazizi, By Design, like the whole clan. Like we would have never met, man, like a year ago. You know, if like timing, patience, hard work, consistency, you know what I mean? Like didn't really add up. And then, um, for us to share a room together and. Um, I was so blessed to be shout in your in to, your time, man. For yeah, sure. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to the homie Paco. Man. Shout out to the homie Justin. Shout out to the homie uh, Monfoy. Uh, yeah. And and I actually um, we moved out of KC at this point. So shout out to you. and definitely shout out to you, man. It was yeah, definitely man. a vibe. Uh, sure. uh, whenever we first met, and I still love that. Yeah, follow each other on social media, et cetera, et cetera, so. Yeah, for sure, so for sure. Vibes. Yeah, man. Uh, where can we find you on Instagram? Um, so I'm living on Instagram at Quincy the Third. It's K W E S I T H E T H I R E D. So Quincy, my name, and then the third. Um, I'm living on Twitter, same username. Um, and I'm living on Visco, and it's just like KWSI. There's no E in the middle. I'm scared of ESI. Um, but, you know, I'm out here, man, sharing. I'm doing a ton of live. Well, not anymore, but I was doing a ton of live uh, on IG uh, and posting photos and things like that. So, man, follow me. Um, let's hang out. Let's chit chat. Let's share ideas about photography, uh, et cetera, et cetera, man. Yeah, man, uh, you're definitely a bon vivant, you know, like for sure, straight up. I had to look that up and I was like, yo, man, I might have to like steal that word for some explanation sometime. <laughs> Just drop that in a conversation. Yeah, man. I, I was like, oh, man, homie day is homework. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm glad I came across that word. That's something that I'm definitely going to like put on the board and just have up there just to admire to remind myself that you know that's that's definitely on my um i'm in that track it's, it's all a matter of time and everything falls into place my brother everything falls into place yep, yep, yep. If, if we give it enough time 100 percent. 
Uh, listeners, I want to let you know uh, you can see or you can check out Street Wave um, on Instagram. That's S T R E T W A W V E for all the updates, podcasts, and more. Uh, we're on 10 different platforms. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you are on Apple Podcasts, become a subscriber, um, show some love. Um, and then we're on eight other um, platforms you can find us on. Just um, search Street Wave. Um, Kwasia, I appreciate your time, man. I hope you stay up in Dallas, my brother. Well, good, man. I'm about to go subscribe right now. I can't know, but I'm about to go subscribe right now. Hey. You should do the same. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I appreciate you. It was, it was nice chopping it up with you, brother, man. Thank you for having me on. Hell yeah, 100%, my dude. I appreciate it so much. We will connect when this is all done, my dude. For sure, for sure, for sure. All right, man. We out. Thank you.